Kentucky Roll Call Podcast are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's first choice for all things CBD. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cap, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday, December 20th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush back in the house, and we've got Justin Kalen as well. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hopefully you're done with full weeks for the rest of of 2021. If not, then uh, that's a bummer, but hopefully you are. It was a great weekend. We've got a lot to get to, a lot to talk about. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. Excited after a little weekend getaway. The the classic Walker special. Weekend getaways keep the doctors away. That's that's what I've always said. So that's good. You got one yourself. Hopefully you got to celebrate Christmas and do some some fun things. Yep, yep. Uh, one day I took two naps. Uh, needed that. Uh, got a little uh, family Christmas party in. Uh, watched uh, Louisville lose a volleyball game. That was uh, expected, I think, when you when you play Wisconsin, because that's what Wisconsin does. They they beat undefeated teams from Kentucky in Final Fours. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, did a did a little babysitting too. So yeah, some some good high quality uh, family time over the weekend. Uh, been 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 a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun. So the holidays are here, but we do have some sports to talk about, and I'm excited because. TJ, it's it's the first time in 20 months we we have a fun Kentucky basketball win to talk about here on Kentucky Roll Call. 
Yes. Yeah, we absolutely do. Uh, it, we told everybody that you missed Friday because you were too worked up about the volleyball loss, which I think there was, oh. was some truth to that. But it ended up being a pretty amazing sports weekend. I'm riding on a little bit of a sports high with the Packers clinching the NFC North again. They just completely and totally own that division, which is a good, clean family fun. And then the Cats with an absolute and total beatdown of North Carolina. You never, you never know. We we could we could look back at the end of the season and say, you know what, when that COVID stuff. With the, uh, I don't have you heard about this COVID stuff? When the when the COVID switched the Ohio State to North Carolina, that's what prompted UK to go on a run. Who who's who's to say? But the mood much better surrounding Kentucky basketball this Monday show than last Monday's show, and it is a, a worthy reminder that we shouldn't probably get too worked up one way or another after one individual game, and that goes for probably some overreaction from ourselves included after the Notre Dame game. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll need to try to keep things level-headed after an absolute thorough waxing of the Tar Heels. But that was, that was great. So shout out to Ohio state. Hope everybody's healthy at that program. They helped out with the tornado stuff, but that game getting switched and the cats getting to play North Carolina we could look back at that one for some some long-term impact because the cats clicked, the spacing was better, and I just hate this analysis, Roush. I just hate it, hate it so much. But I think you saw the difference in when Kentucky goes 2 of 19 from 3 versus when a few guys get a little bit of rhythm. And hitting eight threes, Kentucky's going to have games where they hit more than that, ladies and germs. They will. So it's not like that I think that that was their best offense explosion that they had on the table, and we saw it just the other night. That should be more of the norm, Kentucky hitting multiple, multiple threes for multiple, multiple guys. So uh, I think that should Kentucky be beating everybody by 30 points like North Carolina? No, North Carolina played terribly. They did not look good whatsoever, didn't have a lot of fight in them. But, Roush, we got an idea of what good Kentucky looks like. I still don't even think it's best Kentucky, but we got an idea of what good Kentucky looks like. It's a lot more fun than what we saw in South Bend. Yeah, and to, the, the I don't think the threes were, like, obviously making shots. Of course, you're going to look better. But I think of the nine, eight, where they hit eight or nine, um, I think three of those kind of came in the last five minutes, too, when you were already up by 30. A lot of it was, hey, let's run the court. Let's turn second chance opportunities into points and severe Wheeler. I I don't think you need career high Savir Wheeler to to be good at basketball, but you don't need let's take bad contested threes. Um, you know, early in the shot clock. He was getting the rim, he was making those scoop shots. And and that's where He's at his best because that's when you really get a defense on their heels. They start to collapse, and you can kick to others to get open shots. I, I don't know about you, TJ, but I was I was a little worried when you're seven minutes into the game. Shibway is playing like a beast as usual. He's got seven boards so far. He gets his second foul and goes to the bench. And you're thinking, oh crap! Like they caught. He's pretty much all they got. This is this is where North Carolina makes a run and it becomes a close game. And sure enough, it didn't happen. Like shout out to Lance Ware, uh, Collins came in and provided some nice relief. 
the 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 Kentucky the guys off the bench brought a lot of juice. Uh, you had Collins hustling. There was one that one series where, or it was just one possession. He got the he hustled on one side of the floor. Was like diving out of bounds to save it, and then somehow ends up on the other side of the floor saving another pass from Aaron pass from going out of bounds. Kentucky gets it back, and I think they end up scoring that possession. But yeah, that, 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 that was a nice stretch for Collins. Just that it's always a good sign when you see a reserve freshman diving, hustling, getting on the floor, doing those things. Oh, and and that's the kind of stuff that you hadn't really seen a ton of. And and maybe it was the the first true road environment that could have got to him a little bit last time out. But you could tell that this team they were a team on a mission. And as you said. Uh, I think it did help going up against this North Carolina team and not that Ohio State team because EJ Liddell, a little bit different story than dealing with this Baycott and Leaky Black and I, that North Carolina team. They're not they're not great. The ACC, man, who's is Duke the is Duke the only NCAA tournament team in the ACC? Uh, Virginia Tech probably will get in there. UNC will be a tournament team. They'll be fine. I I, I well let's. I've got we've got a lot more to talk about with this game. We want you to hit up the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450 and stop on Thornton's, stop in by Thornton's on your way into the office today. Get yourself a donut, get yourself some coffee, refresh, refuel and get ready for hopefully a short week. Justin, did you have a good weekend, buddy? I had a short weekend. Yeah, they're never long enough. I can I can always complain on Monday about how I didn't have enough time to do anything that I didn't want to do. Didn't I don't did you have do. don't you get three days off on weekends? Yeah, I thought weekends you never work. Typically, yes, but we have a couple of employees out of town, so I had to work a lot this weekend. Well, you're making mm. sweet, sweet cheddar. Eh, I guess. I'd, ra- I'd I'd rather be just sitting at home sports betting on those days as opposed to working. That's true. Trying to make cheddar that way. Uh, well, Roush, you you missed a really really fun big exports radio Christmas party. Daddy did. Oh man, we're uh, give me the deets. I saw some salsaritas there. It looked uh, amazing. Let's just it's- say the Ryans are eating salsaritas all week. Uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have plenty week. of salsaritas leftovers for sure. Uh, the amount of chips that Salsarita gives on their catering is just it, like it wasn't like they ordered really too much food. I think a couple people ended up not eating, but just the amount of chips just uh, goes on for days and days and days. But the party was great. Trevor, Trevor is there. Uh, probably one of the smaller big X sports radio parties. I'd say you know anywhere from maybe ten to fifteen people somewhere in that ballpark. And uh, but it was fun. Great time. A lot of good storytelling. Uh, really just ripping on Roush left and right. Just mm, good old-fashioned big exports radio fun. That's exactly what I expect, and I, I would be disappointed if it was anything less. The only slightly – the only slight negative is with like a kind of a party that size is most conversations were like, hey, everybody's just going to participate in the conversation. Like, you know, some parties, if, the, if it's big enough, you, hey, you're talking with somebody over here about this. Other people are talking about that. It, side conversations. Right, this one right. was a little bit more intimate in the sense that, like, you know, if you were talking to somebody a little bit away from you, everybody else, it was just basically going to be the group's conversation. So 
Trevor on the Mike Rutherford show from three to six on Big X Sports Radio. Great local programming throughout the day on the Big X. Hoosier fans, you got to listen to Denison from 11 to noon, and then you get Spears on Sports from noon to one, Just uh, and then you get the Rutherford show three to six. But so we're the Rutherford show, Trevor's just been talking so much about how terrible the electoral college is and how much he hates it, and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to him. I forgot no, about this. I just had to do an analogy to him, basically <laughs> being like, hey, you know, you wouldn't like it in another regard if just the biggest numbers were a and I did a sports analogy. And he and I and I he didn't even know what was going on. I was like, Trevor, you wouldn't like it in sports with the league with the most student athletes to get to dictate everything in college sports, would you? And he was like, No, I'd hate that. No, they're not they're not doing that in college sports. No way. I was like, well, then you shouldn't like the Electoral College. And so many people at the party were so confused. Trevor was a little confused, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> He's like, Electoral College? What's that have to do with college sports? And I was like, oh, Trevor, I mean, what you've been saying on the Rutherford show. He, he has turned into, like, this historical whiz on the Mike Rutherford show. And I'm convinced it's just he's tricking everybody. And he's Is Googling he just- things. And people don't know that he's Googling this stuff. But, like, he's rattling off pres- – like, Rutherford will be like, the president and – 1896 and he'll be like oh well that, of course that was so and so and there's just no way he knows that stuff so is he just trying to show off for Louisville fans like hey yes. I'm actually really smart yes hmm. that's what, what he's doing Grover, don't, please, don't, don't, don't try to trick us Trevor we all know who you are so I just I was like alright well you know if Trevor's turned into this like American political historian then I just <laughs> at least want to I want to at least pick his brain on on the electoral college but he he was not he was not into intellectual conversations on Friday evening. I think he wanted to let his hair down and just have some salsaritas and relax. <laughs> it was a good time though. It really was fun. Oh, a lot of, I, I, a lot wait, of when you when you started saying Trevor's been talking about the electoral college, I was like, is TJ playing some weird joke on me? Like no, electoral college? Like, no, he keeps like talking about how outdated it is and how it's dumb to not... Like, that's It's not even an election year or anything. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just watched that office where Oscar dresses up as a dinosaur and says that he's the electoral college. Or he watched the episode where Michael and Oscar argue China. And oh, so yeah. now he's trying to, you know, be Mr. Smarty Pants. Yes, I think that's also that plays a role in it for sure. But I appreciate the Ryans for hosting the party. It was a lot of fun. Always good to have some big X holiday cheer. Uh, we were really ripping on Mike Rutherford for thinking that that the lottery, the big X Sports Radio lottery pool would be rigged somehow. Like Trevor oh, would yeah. show up, Trevor would show up to a show one day in like a Porsche and just like swagged out in like new clothes and he's got like brand new teeth and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like the dude in Goodfellas with the pink Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, Mike's like, Trevor, what a new car? New what 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 happened? No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I definitely didn't win three hundred million dollars on the lottery pool that I'm I'm with everybody in. Uh so that was Ooh. funny. It was just good time. Speaking of the lottery pool, at, at one point this weekend, uh Duke got up early and I turned on the TV and to grandmother's house we go the class the Mary Kate and Ol- Ashley Olsen classic was on AMC Duke fell asleep I ended up having the remote across the room so I ended up watching the whole thing uh hilarious ending where they win the lottery and it's just uh, just classic sweetness 
but Bob Saget makes an appearance as the lotto guy, and you had to spin the wheel, spin to win, and he wins $1.3 million. A lot of money back in 1992. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd take 1.3 today if anybody's Same. given. No, uh, no issue we, for me. A lot of scratchers were given out at the family Christmas party I went to, and one uh, of the younger cousins scratched one off for $25. So Whoa. he had to scratch everybody's. And I think in total, we got about $77 scratched off. So Whoa. take take that, Ohio Lottery. Yeah. yeah. Making Ooh. out like bandits there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good Isn't stuff. Isn't that crazy how you never win big at those family functions? Like my family for Easter, Christmas, we've done lottery tickets since for as long as I can remember. I don't know that we've even won $100. Well, so I think 70 is a pretty good haul. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Like, what, was, what was the total spent on the tickets? I guarantee you, you all weren't in the green. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. I mean, they, they were $5 yeah. tickets. And so if you get a $25 off of a $5. Did you have 14 of them? Uh, that I don't. I, I cannot confirm how many were purchased. But you know how it is. Like one person brings, you know, here's five for everybody. And then somebody else brings four or five more. You know, it was, you know, we, well, we, were, get, we, we were heavily investing. We're not heavily investing, but diversifying the portfolio. But you get back to the wife's family and you figure out just the number. We need to let Justin know if you ended up in the green or not. I'll do we, my I, best. We need, I to, need to know. We need to figure out if this was a profitable day for the scratchers. <laughs> Justin, I don't think most people get scratchers thinking it's going to be a profitable day except justin i mean no it does it does provide for a lot of fun when everybody's scratching and everybody's sitting there at the same time hopeful it's just to me it's it's kind of mind-boggling that we my family personally has never won because we've been doing it for so long and then you're you all and roush you are all in your experience you all didn't win that much so but if you're happy with your 25 run with it we know somebody who's won big on their scratchers though Hmm. Y'all are lucky. I think lottery ticket is what Justin won big on. I thought it was a scratcher. No. Same thing. No, what? they're different. They're different. Yeah. Scratcher, you scratch. A lottery ticket's just a ticket that and, has lottery numbers and on Justin it. scratched his to win big, correct? Scratched mine. Yeah. Wow, it was a scratcher. I thought it was scratch. just a ticket. Just yeah, so how you, yeah, so yeah, you complaining about n not winning scratchers when you have won. No, 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 no. Sorry if that came off like that. That was far from a complaint. That was just me stating that I can't believe that families don't win more at big family functions when you got all these people bringing lottery tickets. That's my only complaint. I think that shows you how few people win, Justin. <laughs> Justin's getting an inside baseball of how the lottery works. Yeah, like nobody <laughs> ever wins. You've won once, and then now you're like, oh, we're going to win eventually, guys. Like, just wait. I think we're going to win the Powerball eventually. I promise. I In order for the lottery to make a profit, I think generally they collect more money than they give out. <laughs> Right, Text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Justin thinks that that's unbelievable. What I thought was pretty unbelievable is just how bad UNC looked. Yeah. Um, I, don't think they have, I don't think they have bad players. I don't think that's a bad team. Maybe uh, they have a bad coach. Maybe it's a coach that had never had any head coaching experience ever mm, maybe. at any level. Mm. Could be that as well. But they just... And it really was from the get-go. Like, Kentucky came out, looked like the better team. UNC had that little run just before the half to make it a 
where you were like, okay, well, Kentucky's going to have to come out here and take care of business in the second half, but still a double-digit halftime lead. And then literally once the second half started, it was pretty much more of the same, and Kentucky eventually just broke UNC completely, and, and the floodgates were open. I uh, wanted Kentucky to score 100. I love seeing that Wheeler was kind of getting on Collins there, saying, you got to go out, you got to score. We we're trying to get 100 points here. Uh, I like seeing that. But gosh, UNC, if I was a UNC fan, I'd be pretty frustrated just by team did not look ready. And in a game, Kentucky, North Carolina, doesn't really matter what the rosters look like, doesn't matter what the records look like. In this case, I think both rosters are fine. I don't know if there's a national championship team in either in, for either one, but rosters are fine. These should be two, two rosters good enough, obviously, to make the tournament, probably make the second weekend of the tournament, and it's still UK-UNC. For them to come out so flat just entirely – was pretty strange to see. I don't think uh, Roy Williams' team would have gotten beaten down as badly, but that surprised me, Roush. I, I was going back and forth on this game all day Friday, all day Saturday, and I hated, I hated my analysis was as simple as I think if Kentucky can kind of get get going from outside, and, and I think I've, I set my number with my friends at I think seven. They hit eight, but of course, you know, they probably only needed three or two. Uh, North right. Carolina won a 13. North Carolina actually is a pretty good shooting team. They had the cold night. Kentucky due for a big night. They go out there and they shoot well. And then the thing that made me most happy Saturday, it was weird seeing UNC so unprepared and just get completely beat down like that. What I did love to see, and it wasn't so surprising, was the bounce-back Wheeler game. Because after the Notre Dame game, I don't know if you all remember this on Monday of last week, I was just like, that was a weird game from Wheeler. I didn't think he was going to be that bad in any – and it wasn't like, hey, he was missing shots or turning the ball over, although he was doing those things. But it was more so he was getting caught up in the moment. He was trying to do too much. His When his defender would make a good play on him, he'd try to come back and do too much on the other end. It was just – it was a kind of an immature game from Wheeler, and I never in a million years thought that we'd yeah. see that from him. He comes back, as you already alluded to, Roush. He doesn't shoot a three, which I don't really care about. If he's open, he can feel free to let him rip. If he's not open, that's fine. We all can agree, though, he can – it's not his best shot. He can – impact the game in a variety of other ways we saw him do that and really just abuse the unc backcourt i don't think the unc backcourt was ready for him to be able to penetrate and finish near the rim as well as he did uh, i saw some unc fans roush kind of have the the u of l lynn bowden hands up in the air what are we doing you knew lynn bowden was going to run every single play why can't we stop him Severe Wheeler's a five foot eight guard. Why are we letting him get layups on us left and right? UNC fans were super frustrated. And I just love seeing Wheeler bounce back that way because that's a lot more of what I think fans should expect and anticipate out of Wheeler than what we saw at Notre Dame. That was truly a really bad game. He won't have one as bad as as that one in South Bend. So I was happy to see a big bounce back game well, severe. And the way you describe that Notre Dame game, too, I think is perfect. So well done. Immature. It, the kind of I'm going to get mad and frustrated, so I'm mm -hmm. going to commit a dumb foul here after making a mistake. We didn't get that. Instead, I mean, that steal he had in the open court and turned it into a, a quick, easy layup. Like, that's the kind of stuff we're going to see more regularly from him than the boneheaded, I'm going to go get beat back door kind of mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, the, where they're making you pay for being overly aggressive and emotional on the road. That, that was... We got the good version of Wheeler. And you know what? I, I think the team really 
fed off that too. And I, I mean, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but you could just feel the intensity that this Kentucky basketball team was playing with, the way they were attacking the glass, the way they were pushing the ball up the floor, uh, sometimes maybe even too aggressive. It's like, hey, you can pass it to your teammate over here and he'll get an easy layup in transition. Uh, Kentucky's still working out the kinks in that transition offense, but Man, just that that effort, that energy. This team was desperate for a win, and you could feel it Saturday in Las Vegas. It was good to see too. I, I think fans needed to to see that. I think this team needed to see that. I, I wouldn't doubt if Calipari needed to kind of see his group just come together and beat a solid team. I, I, I think I think Kentucky's better than North Carolina, but going into this game, it wouldn't have surprised me if North Carolina had won. And my very simple analysis was probably just whatever team shot better from outside was going to win. I did not anticipate a UK beatdown or blowout by any by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't think Kentucky was going to have a chance to. They could have won that game by forty, really, if they wanted to keep putting their pedal to the metal. But this could go a long way for them. They know that they can do this now. That, that you know, all these are sports cliches, but there is truth to it. This is a group that collectively. A lot of really successful college basketball players. Obviously, Grady, fun to see him shoot so well from outside. Uh, gosh, I, I guess I didn't realize he had five of Kentucky's eight threes. I knew he had the yeah. – I, I would have guessed half of them. I didn't realize it was five of them, though, but uh, one he, more than I was anticipating. And he had one, too, that it felt like it was getting the monkey off his back where it was, the, it was almost identical, except it was from the top of the key instead of the corner at Notre Dame where it, it rolled around the rim like three times. The one at Notre Dame went out. This one went in, and you Made could the same almost, comment. yeah. But like, you really did feel just the like uh, the the exhale, the collective exhale from the entire team there. And you know what? He also had, I think, he had eight rebounds as well. So uh, that more of that plays, Kellen Grady. More of we don't just need you to make shots to be a, an effective impact player. The ESPN box score says six, but that thing's wrong all the yeah. time but regardless you're you're right and it does seem like the offense is when it's going to be an, a a play to get an open shooter it's ran through Grady and you're seeing more and more of that and I don't have an, I don't have any issues with it but it does but kind of alluding going back to what you were talking about with the threes the the one at Notre Dame that went out it seems like when Kentucky kind of works hard it's the payoff play or the payoff pitch if you will Kentucky works hard they kind of go through their set they go through their motion defensive player crashes down whatever they make the extra pass who's it to it seems like most of the time it's to Grady and it just seems like all right Grady do what you do if you hit it this momentum people are going to get excited this offense is going to feel like it's clicking and that things are going the way that it should if you miss it it's kind of this deflating uh we yeah. did what we were supposed to do. We found the open man, and he didn't hit it. So I think him getting going early on that played a big role for the offense. But what I was, you know, what I was saying was Wheeler's a good college player at Georgia. Grady was obviously for a long time. Uh, Brooks has had a solid college career, although. Uh, the pandemic year, and then last year, not as much. But uh, Sheboy at West Virginia, obviously Davion Mintz. Uh, you can kind of go down the list. A lot of people that have had good moments in college but haven't played together. It hasn't really meshed together with this Kentucky team. That's why I think Saturday was such a big deal. They got to see it all kind of come together for them collectively while wearing the Kentucky jersey for the first time against an opponent that they're going to remember. Yeah, they beat all those cupcakes during that stretch, 
but Duke, Kentucky just came out. They, the shots weren't falling as much as Duke was. Obviously, the 16 free throw difference isn't going to help things there. And then first year road game, laid an egg. Makes that Notre Dame game not as bad. You can kind of – Notre Dame, not a good team. That still shouldn't have happened. But they made it up, Roush, in my opinion. So on you go. Mm-hmm. And if you beat Louisville on Wednesday, Man. everybody's happy. Nobody cares. Everybody moves on. Although, will that game happen is the a big question that oh. we'll talk about the next few days. Ooh, I, I didn't know that that was going to be a question. But I think the the big, significant, important part of all of this is just getting some momentum where you, you, you like the trajectory, the path that this team is taking. And if you can continue to build on that, go beat Louisville. Man, they can, they can feel great. I know Louisville's reeling right now. And... Uh, Sounds like there might the way. Are we really worried about this game happening? Is there anything going on at Louisville? I got COVID happening there. Yeah, did you not see your former ex boss's tweet? No, no. He said no. Louisville people are telling him they're nervous about this game happening or something along those lines. I haven't seen anybody out with COVID from Louisville though. Malik Williams was out on Saturday with COVID. Or COVID relate, you know, who knows if it's COVID or contact tracing or whatnot. So that's 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 and people were wondering that on Saturday. People, first off, there were rumblings going back to last Thursday that like, hey, UL may be without Malik and Bowling Green on Saturday. People were mentioning that you you know U of L folks, and then he ends up being out. And I I, I think. I don't know if it's inside information or just easy kind of guesswork. Louisville struggling, not playing well right now. Chris Mack, we got to talk about him a little bit later on. They had one player go out with COVID, Roush. You look around college basketball, there's like 30 teams that are in a COVID pause right now. Mm -hmm. I think some people are just trying to maybe connect the dots and – it's a pretty easy kind of sidestep if it ends up not happening. Oh, well, they ended up not having the you – know, they were worried that there could be some more positive cases, but there weren't, so the game ends up – it's going to – so it's kind of an easy thing to, like, get people talking, and then if it ends up not happening, you don't have to worry about it. But, it very, you know, maybe it will. Maybe it will. It's happening at a lot yeah. of other places. Who? What if it happens at Kentucky on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. You know, what if Kentucky's like, oh, it's actually our program? Uh, they got to change these – testing policies you need to be testing people that are sick not asymptomatic folks yeah we have uh two nfl games today and two tomorrow um three removed because of covid and yeah that's that's one thing i don't i don't get either like why we, we've had covid talk for like way too long in here but i i don't get the if you're if you if you're sick then you don't play but like why uh, i don't know uh, it's just, I mean, we'll we'll be doing we'll be simple. <laughs> we'll be doing this forever if we keep doing. I mean, we will. We'll be the, the year could be twenty thirty, and if we're still testing kids every day to play sports, if they have COVID or not, we'll still be doing the cancellations and stuff. Um, it just that that's the reality of it. So you need to find a new system that that can work. I, I I'm not also an advocate for like I don't want people with COVID necessarily going out there and playing sports. Thus. How are you going to know unless you test? I'm at the point where if somebody's not feeling well, then maybe then you test. If they are, in fact, sick, then you sit them out. And then people say, well, you could have asymptomatic people out there playing and spreading it. We have no evidence 
in any sporting event that COVID has been passed to one person. Zero. None at all. Yeah, like so, through the competition. It's all yes. like in living the together. facility. Yeah. yeah, it's like living. And that's basically what a training facility is. It's You're spending right. eight hours a day uh, sweating, doing that stuff. And uh, so I, it's it seems like it's in question, Roush. My, everybody's just guessing, though, right? Yeah. Nobody's in Louisville's locker room looking at the test results. Nobody's in Kentucky's locker room looking at their test results. But uh, that's out there, and that's going to be talked a lot about today. That's going to be talked about tomorrow. And with Memphis and Tennessee canceling their game 60 minutes before tip, it's not – out of the realm of possibility, we're talking about this heading into Wednesday as well. Mm-hmm. So you just you don't you don't know what this stuff. Uh, it is frustrating. It's frustrating for fans. It's frustrating. It's got to be frustrating for the schools and the teams and the players and the coaches and all that stuff. But people want to know: Am I should I make a should I make the hour drive to Lexington on Wednesday? Should I be planning on going to this game? Uh, folks with Vegas, obviously, they some folks were out there not knowing if Kentucky was going to even be playing anybody at all. So uh, you need to need to have some some better system because this is going to be it's going to be too much of a headache. It's going to be bad. So we'll figure that out. But Cats and Cards scheduled for Wednesday. We need to talk more about this past Saturday. Yeah. Well loses to Western Big Kentucky. day for Western Kentucky. Throttles, throttles North Carolina. We'll talk more about that and we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 1450 AM. We'll be right back. Everybody, everybody, everybody wants to be a cat. Hallelujah, everybody, everybody, everybody wants to be Kentucky Roll Call. I'm a mog. Half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. And I was standing on the side of the road, rain falling on my shoes. Heading out for the East Coast, Lord knows I paid some dues getting through. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big Attack. One day edition. Christmas week, though, which is exciting. And hope everybody's going to get to celebrate, maybe some time off, friends and family. And uh, text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Fun sports weekend, Roush. Probably enough that two hours ain't going to do it for us today. Man, probably not. Uh, Bowl season's back. Almost, uh, Almost wasn't able to watch it, though. Did you... Did you see what happened early Saturday morning? When yeah, I, I, yes, I told everybody on Twitter. And of course, you know everybody's got to put it on Twitter. That means you know it's true. No, but I did tweet it out like it's going to get resolved. Yeah, yeah, and I I was fairly confident that it would. I just wasn't sure how long it would take. Um, I'm you know my in laws have cable, so it's no, it it was no sweat for me, but. My dad wanted to watch the Western Kentucky game Saturday morning, and he was like, well, what the hell? <laughs> uh, so he ended up like going, get on the elliptical. He was he was clipping in for the tops at the YMCA oh. instead. Wow. Um, that was his one alternative because, yeah, Disney and YouTube TV couldn't reach an agreement. And, and typically, TJ, like you see those, it's usually like uh, – an NBC affiliate and like Comcast or something like it, it's usually one of those things. And they'll have like, they're trying to take this away, email them 
And they usually get resolved before the deadline. This time they waited about 24, 36 hours before they got it resolved. Uh, and I'm going to get 15, a $15 credit for it. So you're rich. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're going to spend that on a double dose of salsaritas. Boom. Yeah. Everybody's freaking out. Like I, I, this was not anything that YouTube TV was going to let drag on for an extended period of time. You just couldn't not have sports, Justin. You just couldn't not have sports. That's true. Yeah. And I did, you know, I didn't even see all that until later in the day. I don't know. I don't know how I missed it. I mean, I guess because I don't have Hulu or I mean, what was it? YouTube. I have Hulu. So I didn't I didn't even see all that until later in the day. I saw a couple tweets about it. And I was like, oh, that sucks for them. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. There's probably some people with YouTube TV that didn't even know that this was like a crisis. They right. probably just like, hey, $15 off my bill. This is sweet. But a buddy of mine brought up a good point that like, I, I bet that YouTube TV was really mad with all this. And I won't pretend, and everybody's blaming YouTube TV. And I guess at the end of the day, they're the easy ones to blame. But he it brought up some good points that I bet that they had some sort of agreement or some sort of agreement in principle with Disney, ESPN, and all that stuff. But he brought up that how Disney and ESPN probably just had all the cards in this situation yeah, and thought to themselves, did. hey, you all are paying us more for these rights, or you can pull it, and that's fine. People aren't going to get mad at us. And if people start canceling YouTube TV, guess where they may go? That's go Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. And guess who owns Hulu? We do. We, we do the Hulu. And... Uh, I was like, that's a great point. But then yeah. it got, and then it ended up getting resolved quickly. So I guess YouTube TV was like, whatever, we'll pay extra or we'll do whatever we got to do. But the terms were met shortly after uh, it was pulled off for like 24 hours. Yeah. And I, uh, I was really glad that it happened because of all of the like user experience things that we have on the streaming platforms, YouTube TV's mastered the, quick channel flipping uh I, i've been to a buddy's house like we were watching the uk notre dame game and we were trying to flip to a couple other games during commercial breaks last week and it was such a pain in the ass and i was really really like hoping that they could figure it out so i didn't have to learn a new system because that's the whole reason why you still stream is to get your sports you can watch whatever stupid tv show elsewhere also feel like I just figured out how to cheat the YouTube TV system on how to watch commercial free movies. Uh, been doing that with a lot of Christmas movies. So really glad they, they figured it out. Bowl season's here. We have one day without it. Uh, we get two more bowl games tomorrow um, along with those rescheduled NFL games. But the first day bowl games, like uh, as I alluded to earlier, those there were some fun games out there. Uh, did not expect uh, the fighting emus uh, in Eastern Michigan to get housed like they did. Um, but shout out to Western Kentucky. Bailey Zappi broke Joe Burrow's single season touchdown record. He also set the single season passing yards record in just a dominant performance. A close game at half at Western blew the doors off of, and hell, I can't even think of who the team they played was. Now, of Appalachian State uh, in the Boca Raton Bowl. And then to go out and a couple hours later beat Louisville on their home court. Big day for Western Kentucky. Uh, the state really, really hurting in that region. And they, they gave a lot of folks something to smile about on Saturday. Pretty pretty incredible that Zappi's not wasn't in the contention for Heisman with those numbers. 
Yeah, and especially in such a down year. I mean, how many times have you had? I mean, Colt Brennan, he got taken to the Heisman ceremony. Did I think maybe even one of the Carr brothers did as well? Yeah, I at least get his name in the conversation. I didn't see it mentioned as like somebody who could be thought of as being invited. But he's a it's a it's a white quarterback year. He's going to end up being a pretty hot pick. Uh, so man, happy to see that for Western. Uh, they, they were they were a fun team to watch. That offense, uh, just really entertaining stuff this year. So happy for the tops, and uh, I'm happy for the basketball team too. They just I know they didn't have Malik Williams, TJ, and I don't know how much you were able to watch of that game. I probably caught the last 10, 12 minutes or so. They looked just better than Louisville. Just- nah, I don't know. It, both teams were kind of shooting out of their minds. So it was kind of, and, Western, and West, Western Kentucky was shooting better than U of L was, but both there were stretches in that first half was really fun to watch because it was just like made three after made three after made three after made three. They did. I I feel like I'm almost being like a U of L basketball apologist. I don't think this U of L basketball team is terrible. Is it what U of L should should doesn't meet U of L basketball standards? No, it's below. I mean, it's below average. It should be below average for U of L standards. But U of L standards have changed. Uh, they're they're a little different. So many folks, so many U of L folks were just furious after Saturday. But you all had to imagine you were probably going to lose that game. It was a rowdy <laughs> atmosphere. Yeah. Western Kentucky as a community in Bowling Green and the whole part of that state has been through a lot lately. That was going to be a hornet's nest, and U of L was going to have to play its best game. It did, it did not. It did not play its best game. It was without its best big man. Uh, that's another issue is Malik Williams shouldn't be your all's best big man, but that's neither here nor there. It was going to be a tough one. I, I wouldn't get so worked up about that loss, but then you mix that one in with the Furman and the DePaul losses, and it's uh, it's not the most impressive record or resume up to this point, Roush, and that's why that game on Wednesday is a pretty big deal. L could go to seven and – what, seven and – Four if they lose that one, so that that wouldn't be very good. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Justin, I sent you a clip. Did you see it? Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna take that as a I no. Well, you get that when yep. you see that, and you pull that up, and you get that ready to to go when you when you get that. Mac doesn't doesn't seem like he's happy. Rush. Nope, nope. Uh, doesn't doesn't seem like he's very happy. Um. Doesn't seem like things are going very well. Did um, speaking of not going very well, did you did you see Jerry Eves online Saturday? Go. I did not see Jerry Eves online Saturday. Oh it was, man, it was great. I got I got to hear it. What happened? Oh, so so Western they have a seven foot five junior named Jamarion Sharp from uh, Hoptown, and Jerry tweeted out, uh, who he does sports radio in this town, former Louisville, great, right? National champ. And he's very outspoken. Louisville fans are wanted not to be the, the Wanted to be the head fans. coach after Denny Crump stepped down. Yes. And then uh, didn't get that job and then wanted to be the interim job when Bettino was fired and they said went with Padgett. Uh, wasn't happy with either one of those decisions. He tweeted, 
in the middle of the game. How did Kentucky and Louisville not recruit Jamarian Sharp? He is the best NBA prospect in the state of Kentucky. So Luke Hancock, uh, another former Cardinal great, uh, most outstanding player for a team that didn't win a championship, tweeted, he's a junior averaging 7-7 seven and seven and shooting 37% from the free throw line. Best NBA prospect in the state, he is not. So, which like, okay, that's a fair little back and forth. Now, Jerry responds directly. And this is kind of like, okay, does he know how Twitter works? <laughs> Says, I respect Luke's opinion, but he doesn't have any experience in the business to make a decision on who is a pro prospect. He's never been in the NBA war room or an NBA coaches meeting about what size does to the game. Oh, man. Oh, now to to his point a little bit like Hancock, thirty seven percent of the free throw line uh, doesn't make him or break him as a as a pro prospect. Um, but I love just like he's never been in a war line. room. Thirty seven percent from the free throw line is pretty bad. It, it is very bad. I think the seven and seven as a seven foot five. Now he's better than you would think as a kind of big goofy seven five guy. But yeah, he's not the best pro prospect in the state. I, I I was impressed watching him, and that's that's quite the weapon to have. Pretty much any time that you're in, you're on offense, and if you're if you're defending Western Kentucky and your defense has a breakdown at any moment, you're just going to get lobbed on. You'll get lobbed yep. on if you ha- if you leave him for a half second, or somebody comes off to help guard the ball. And and they have the sin is you know similar to Anthony Davis just throw it up in his direction and it's gonna get dunked. That's a nice luxury to have, especially if you can keep him on the floor. They can kind of move with the offense, get up and down the floor. He looked to move pretty well, but yeah, not not the best pro prospect. But uh, Chris Mack starting to look like somebody tweeted me and said he's starting to look like a wartime president after losses. <laughs> I had missed it. This was actually after the DePaul game that he had this quote. But it's still worth playing. Like, what a grumpy, miserable jerk. Paul had a bunch, of, a number of scoring runs. Ah, uh, one it's moment. Just, it's just, I mean, it's just wild. It uh, is. It, it's nuts that like you, we can't just have it go smoothly. All right, here we go. Paul had a bunch, a, a number of scoring runs where you guys seem to really get cold from the from the floor. Uh, what's your your philosophy or belief there as far as when to use and when not to use timeouts to maybe slow a run down? I use the timeouts when I wanted to use the timeouts. That's my philosophy. Philosophical. <laughs> philosophy 101 with Christopher Mack. I, and I think if you watch the video too, and you just see his like death glare that he gives the reporter while giving that BS answer, it makes it even worse. What's his deal, Roush? That's a fair question. Uh, I don't know how I missed this after. I mean, this is this is over a week old now at this point, but I don't know it's how. I Dan, it's very Dan Mullen esque. Yeah. yeah, very. I, I would also say that Chris Mack is sending off a lot of Urban Meyer kind of vibes too. So, you know, take that for what you yeah. will. That was a very kind of Urban yeah. Meyer-esque answer as well. I told folks that, like, you, you talk to people that were kind of in the know in Cincinnati and he'll wear out his welcome – he'll not wear out his welcome as much as, like, show his true colors as uh, kind of – I just – I feel like if I was a grown adult, Roush, 
with children that I want to like bold and raise correctly, if they saw me talking to a stranger that way, like with complete sincerity, I would be embarrassed by that. That's just, that's a, it's a, a totally fair question. It's a co it's a question that every coach is going to get asked. Hey, what's your timeout philosophy? Are you a guy that likes to let his team play through mistakes, which Mac normally does, or are you are you on that when things start going wrong, the first time that things are going wrong, you want to call a timeout, stop their momentum and calm things down, which is what Calipari does. And I generally kind of like somewhere in the middle. I, I don't think there's, I don't think it's black and white. I think there's gray areas. I think there's some times where you just need to let your team play through some slumps. And I think there's other times where it's best to nip runs in the bud as soon as possible and try to stop the bleeding when you can. It was a totally fair question. He answered it like a total jerk. And he's been doing more and more of that lately, Roush. The things have not been going too well at the University of Louisville. It's almost like somebody warned us that this would happen. Yes. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, but there, the U of L, I mean, the U, U of L is just a. Uh, their fans don't even know how to feel. You have their president saying how much oh. she loves the University of Kentucky. We played that at the big exports radio Christmas party. People were in stitches. Oh, man. She was throwing her L's down. We got to get that audio too, Justin. I don't, that's somewhere out there, I'm sure. Uh, throwing, yeah, she, she got caught throwing her L's down <laughs> a little bit. I will say, though, the full video that's actually out there, Roush, she played that off as well as somebody could in that situation. Okay, I didn't see the back end of it. I only saw the original like twenty second clip. I'll try Just, to I'll try to find the I'll find the full clip and, and and send it over. But still, pretty unbelievable just to do that by itself, just to have that 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 Freudian slip. Well, and it's so funny too because that's exactly what <laughs> you have all of these idiots who think that she's some sort of incel who's willing to throw away her entire career just to get back for sports rivalry. Like it's it's so dumb, but like that's the one thing you really couldn't do, and she did it. It's so funny. It it like. <laughs> You they there is a group of them that really embarrass themselves. That they're like, all right, well, you know, mistakes happen, but you are going to unfortunately have to fire her. <laughs> oh man, so they funny. really are. It's just like so over the top with the uh, stop worrying about UK. Yeah, UK's not chill. infiltrating the, your university. They haven't completely like uh, they haven't upturned your board and they haven't completely changed your athletics here I, I sent you the entire video justin and yeah i got it she she plays it off well but the clip that's going around is pretty bad she goofed it's funny uk fans are gonna have a blast with it rightfully so but she goofed everybody chill out goodness gracious some folks over there have lost their minds here's the full audio clip me to this campus I love the University of Kentucky, and I plan to continue the, com the tremendous progress and trajectory we're on. Go Cards! Go Cards! Go Cards! I'm is that all? If anyone has a job application I could fill in after tonight, bring it up here. 
very good. And, she, and again, yeah. you know, there's only so much that you can get from the audio of the video, but like she has hands and head, she's throwing up her L's and she's, you know, she's, she's mortified. She's totally embarrassed by the whole thing. <laughs> and you can't mess up if you're the president in that spot. You really can't. Like that is really bad to do that. Still, UofL fans, chill out. There's been enough issues. You can survive that. She literally threw her L's down though when she said, if anybody's got a job application. Well, the way she pointed she, wasn't she was, a downhill. Again, the the U of L anon, the U of L anon folks think that that's that was not an unintentional. Justin, the downward point. U <laughs> of L anon, Roush, you want to close out hour one? Oh man, yeah, that is that's so funny. <laughs> Reed Shepard, forty-five points yesterday. Yep, King Lewis, he plays uh, tonight. If you want to go watch uh, North Laurel, plays at nine. Uh, if if they win and they beat Dorman, South Carolina, and you get number two male versus number three Covcast at 730, we could have a UofL Caleb Glenn commitment versus UK commitment Reed Shepard in the finals of the KOB. So and really hoping luck, for that. Could be good luck get, Yeah, get, good luck getting a ticket to that if that ends up happening. But nine o'clock, is it still at Valley? Fairdale. Fairdale, okay. Yeah. Used to be a valley, no? Nope, always a Fairdale. Okay, I'm thinking all right, I'm, the school's mixed up. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm getting the school. But either way, I, what? when do you have to book your plane ticket to get out to Fairdale? Now, Fairdale is know. much closer than – It's just have, the first exit off of uh, – First exit off past the I-65 on Gene Snyder. Uh, much closer than Valley. Valley is very far. Fairdale is not. Not at all. Much smaller gym, though. Than what they used to do at Valley. It's the regional tournament is what they play oh, at Oh, gotcha. The okay, LIT. Gotcha. They move the LIT there. Yeah. Ah. Oh, don't act like. You could see where I could easily get that stuff mixed up between Well, Fairdale if you played in the King of the Bluegrass, then you wouldn't get confused about that. Uh, well, I didn't. I'm here. Yeah, I didn't. How did you do? Uh, I went well, up against Mr. Basketball, and I uh, looked like a dingus. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Happy to we hear did that. win one game, though. So, hey oh not not last place not last place hour one done uh that is that that's gonna be good high school basketball too if you're interested in that sort of stuff we'll come back we got a lot to get to the thornton's text line as well 502-414-1450 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big Sports radio hour two Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on the Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. We appreciate you spending it with us. Fun weekend, fun weekend, fun first hour, and we've got text messages that are that I'm excited to get to here for hour number two. Always find it interesting. You don't get as many you don't get as many text messages after the wins as you do the losses. So if you're somebody that finds yourself 
only reaching out after losses and not as much after wins, I think it's fair to ask yourself why you're doing that. Hmm. We don't mind. We love hearing from folks anytime, all time, good times, bad times, happy times, sad times. But I always do find that interesting, Roush. You don't you don't hear as much after the exciting wins as you do after the head scratching losses. Because uh, folks like to share their grievances more than they like to share their joy. Sometimes, you know, it happens, uh, and I think that's why there's a select group of Kentucky fans that were wondering about that. That just kept tweeting about Dante Allen after a win. It's like I'm not man. I don't. I don't care about what the tenth player did in a thirty point victory, like some folks do. I just don't. I don't understand that. I never will understand it. I just can't. I. I cannot comprehend why you would be really angered, upset, frustrated, whatever it may be. Where's Dante Allen? Well, Kentucky did fine without him. Like I don't. I don't. It doesn't really matter what Dante Allen did. It, it didn't matter in the slightest. It doesn't really matter what Dante Allen does, period, moving forward. Kentucky has given him a lot of chances this season. I, I, I want him to shoot anytime he's open, and a lot of times I'll, I'm fine with him shooting even if he's not open. I love Dante Allen as a shooter. He wasn't hitting shots, wasn't making shots. They weren't going in. He was getting chances. They weren't going in. He is a liability in some other areas. I get it. Other players can have bad shooting nights. Other players can even slump. It seems like the Dante Allen fans are always quick to say, so-and-so shooting poorly, but he plays, and Dante Allen shoots poorly, and he can't get off the bench because generally other players are better passers, solid dribblers, can defend and not get beaten. Dante Allen has ways to go in other areas of his game. That's why he doesn't get a ton of minutes. I do think there is a storyline Roush of Calipari publicly saying, Hey, I asked him if you wanted to go in with the walk-ons. He said, no, I said, great. That's worth talking about. Our some, of course, the Dante Allen fans were saying this was disrespectful of John Calipari to even ask him to go in with the walk-ons. Huh? What, how embarrassing that is of Dante. And then some are saying, well, if Dante Allen doesn't want to, I mean, this is a clear sign that things aren't going well. And it's probably not going to end end all that great. It's definitely a storyline. I, I definitely think there's a talking point here with Dante choosing not to go into the game. I just don't really care. Yeah, like you said, either. we're ta- we're talking about maybe the ninth or tenth guy on Kentucky's roster. I don't and, care if you don't want to go in. That's cool. Don't go in. And uh, I just keep going back to every time we have this conversation with Dante Allen, like. He's in his second season, second full season. You just got to think of him like you think of Dominique Hawkins or Derek Willis. Like he can be a fine basketball player in the right setting, but he's not ready yet. This team, he need he needed to be played more last year because they had nobody. Well, they've got everybody this go around, and I'm not. I'm just not going to pretend to care about his minutes in a thirty point win. I just can't. I just can't do it. Seriously, and if you do, you, like I, the, I don't. People can do whatever they want, and I and I need to stop trying to change the minds of the dumbest in this fan base. But if your first takeaway after Saturday was like, "Well, why didn't Dante Allen play?" 
you're, I, I just question if you're, if you really are a fan of Kentucky basketball, <laughs> I, it would be hard. It'd be hard to imagine that the answer to that would be yes, that you are a fan, but again, people can do whatever they want. They can fixate on whatever they want. They can get mad about whatever they want. I just don't, you all also need to understand people can make fun of you and call you out for that stuff. And when Kentucky wins and there's some folks that do nothing but whine, 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 like it's UK's offense all automatically. It's John Calipari, a good offensive coach. All of a sudden again, Roush, I have a tough time keeping up with that stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess so. Offense is back. He's back to being a good offensive coach. Like, you know, so you got to understand if you're going to be one of those fans that any time that there's an inch of bad news or something to gripe about that you turn it into a mile, folks are going to come back the other way at you. And, and, and you need to, people need to be prepared for that. Uh, the real lesson would be just let's all chill out. Let's all yep. chill out. And when things are bad, let's be frustrated by it. Let's talk about how we can fix it. But John Calipari is going to be the head coach at Kentucky, and hopefully he's the head coach at Kentucky for a good while. After they get back from Vegas, Roush, he instantly goes to Western Kentucky and signs autographs, sees the damage, sees people out there. It's a good it's a good guy that's running UK's basketball program. You may not agree with everything that he does. You may not love everything that he stands for, but he's a good person that tries his best and – I think he embraces the stage of Kentucky basketball, whether it's getting how much money they end up raising for was it two million or whatever? Uh, three, three million and yeah. counting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to do that, I mean, he's done it for different charities, different organizations. It's a good ambassador, and he can lose some games here and there. I'm not going to pull what remaining hair I have out on top of my head. He's mm. not imperfect. Don't, don't do done. that. There's things he does on the court that I don't love, but Roush, I'm, Saturday was fun, and it was it was kind of fun to see some of the haters kind of squirm and have to backtrack a little bit. John Calipari didn't automatically figure out all UK's offensive woes, and when UK has a bad offensive game like in South Bend, he doesn't run an archaic offense. I almost wish he'd stop with the quotes because he had a quote afterwards. He was like, "I we got to play this, we got to play differently, we got to." The offense, yeah. <laughs> the only thing different about UK's game against Notre Dame and UNC was the tempo. If there's one thing that does bug me with Calipari, oftentimes doesn't seem like he can get his guys to dictate the tempo. But how many open threes of those 19 threes in South Bend did UK take that just didn't go in, that were open shots that didn't go in? Probably 10 of them, if that. You know, what can Calipari do about that? He can't make shots. The reason that game was in the 60s was because Kentucky hit two threes. You hit more shots, the game's different. And then they end up shooting, I think, fewer threes against North Carolina, and look how that works, Roush. So uh, you got to have a little bit of critical well, thinking I, I mean, some of the stuff. you got to allow yourself think, to kind of go down some different paths and not everything be so black and white. I, I do think there was a lot less, hey, we're going to run cross screens and kind of force feed the post. But it's also the, the – like North Carolina kind of let you run. You didn't get slowed down into this really stagnant half court like offense. And when you were in the half court, you kept the ball in the guard's hands for the most part. Um, so maybe there was a little bit difference in that they didn't feed the post as much as they did against Notre Dame. But also Notre Dame couldn't stop the post. You kind of wanted him to force feed yeah, Oscar because he could do whatever he wanted. So like it's the, the, some of it, yes, it's just we overreact to everything. 
Um, but to go back to my original point, you will never catch me overacting to Dante Allen. I, I just don't. I can't. <laughs> you cannot make me care about how much playing time Dante Allen did or didn't have. If I'm going to care about anything, it's that Kentucky had three turnovers in the last minute 20 of the game. It went from uh, instead of having just a measly six, you had nine. And you didn't get to 100. Like, come on, guys. Just get two more points. What? So I, I think I know your answer here. How do you feel about Dante Allen not going into the game late with the walk-ons? I don't care. I'm not going to I read. Knew you're going to say that, and I'm, I'm not in the same way. I don't care. I don't it, care, Dante. If you don't want to go in, cool. And like I even had somebody say, "Sounds like he's an attitude problem. Get him out of here." It's like no, like I, I I'm not going to try to read into this situation more than what it is. I'm just you cannot you cannot force me to like I don't I don't know what's going on with Allen. I, I have no idea, and I don't care to know. Like if you either want to get with it and be a part of this program, and if you want to go elsewhere, then you can go elsewhere. Fine. Like I. I think he can be a good basketball. Like he can be a solid contributor down the road. Now is not the time. Who cares? Let's move on. At least with this team, it seems like other people just bring what he can bring to the table. They do it more consistently, or if it's around the same consistency, they play defense and can dribble. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not some shtick against Dante Allen to not let him play or some conspiracy theory that you don't want him to be successful or anything like that. It's just he's not he's not one of the better players on this basketball team. And if he wants to wait it out, you mentioned Derek Willis and some some Kentuckians. Uh, it, sure, maybe that maybe that's how his story ends up playing out, or he can go. But I'll say this: I don't know how much money Dante Allen's racking in from the nil. But if he wants to, he's got a pretty, got a pretty good life. Again, I'm not going to pretend to know how he's feeling or what is most important to him. Maybe all he wants to do is just play basketball and get meaningful minutes at the highest level or something along those lines. But he's got plenty of eligibility left to Kentucky. He can be there for a few more years if he wants to. He can keep rolling in the nil. And if he's patient, as Roush mentioned, there is a sample size of other guys that are patient and it works out. Or Go elsewhere and go get your minutes and go do your thing and go shine, and that's fine, too. A lot of Kentucky fans will be rooting for you. So it doesn't matter to me. I'm with you, Roush. Don't care. Put it in the don't care pile. Yep, put it in the pile. Back to the pile. Back to the pile. Let's get back to the text line. (laughs) 502-414-1450. A texter says, Are monkeys running college basketball TV schedule? When in history have they ever gone every two hours? What do you mean? They they almost always win every two hours. They no, and they've gone away like from it. Headers. Yeah, they've gone away from that. Like shout out to the people who have. I mean, there was you had a thirty minute buffer between Western Kentucky and Kentucky. Even ESPN is adding fifteen minute buffers to their games. I don't, I don't know what took them so long to realize that hey, we can make more money if we stretch this out longer and we don't have games overlapping one another. That's true. I liked the slate on. It was fun watching CBS on Saturday, having the music. Kind of felt like March for a little bit. Shout out to them for taking the logos off the court. I don't know how, because they don't look like stickers. So I don't. They're probably probably stickers. Yeah, they they just they don't look like it. So it's well done. But uh, I I do like that. I I do like that they like. Hey, we're gonna put just if you're here, you're here. If you're not here, we're not putting your logo on the floor. Sorry. 
I was thinking about that on Saturday. Do you think that's where they had the original UK and UNC logos and they just took the other two off? Or you think they switched them around to put them on the same side of the floor? Yeah, I was wondering that as well. I don't know. We probably look at years past and see how they do the well, how they do the if they have any special things with the matchups. If they take the because last year that was just the case too, where Kentucky and North Carolina played in Cleveland and Ohio State played off campus, but it was CBS Sports Classic and they played at Duke. Is that right? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, like I, mean, I remember only- that they had to switch things around and Kentucky played North Carolina and blah blah blah. But I don't remember Ohio State playing at Duke. I know Ohio State played somewhere else, and that was considered part of the CBS Sports Classic, I believe. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that could be COVID year, just brain not getting things right. Yeah, well, Friday's show was weird, Roush, because it was like, are we previewing for UNLV? Are we previewing for (laughs) Iona? Are we previewing for – who are we previewing for? And, yes, I was totally wrong – the 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 big exports radio party was making fun of me on Friday. I when Rick Pitino said the world's most famous arena, I was thinking college basketball, and my brain goes to Rupp Arena for that. Of course, Madison Square Garden <laughs> more important. But Rick, UK wasn't going to go up to New York to play. If anything, you all were going to have to come to Kentucky. If that was, or you're going to have to go to Vegas. If there's any chance any of that, and it wasn't going to happen, and we said it a thousand times on Friday. But UK wasn't going to go to New York. Yes, my brain was in the wrong spot for, for that. But I wish. But someday, someday UK needs to bring back Rick Pitino, play that game. But Friday's show was a weird one, Roush. Is it going to be UNLV? Is it going to be UNC? Is UCLA going to be out there for the CBS Sports Classic to play UNC? It was a weird show, man. Uh, you know what? Sometimes those happen, and sometimes you get things wrong, like I just did. Yeah, Ohio State just beat UCLA last year in Cleveland, so I just got that wrong. No, but it happens, buddy. Yeah, it happens. If, if Keon could consistently hit that 15-footer after screening for Wheeler at the top of the key, we would be unstoppable. I think he could consistently hit that. But I, I love kind of seeing Wheeler work. That was fun. He really took advantage of those UNC guards. I don't know if they just thought like, hey, here's this little guy. He was horrible against Notre Dame, but he was abusing them, just getting around mm-hmm. them, getting inside and – it's always fun seeing a little guy have to get creative on how he's going to finish off the backboard, but Wheeler's got it down to a science. Speaking of 15-footers, that Oscar Sheboy free-throw line jumper is money. Mm-hmm. My goodness. It really is. It's pure. I was, yeah. I was surprised to see him hit that so consistently this year as well. Brooks, is, Brooks has gotten much better at that mid-range game. I mean, he's not going to make every single one of them, but when, it, when he shoots it, I feel good about that going in. Yeah, I, I, I've always, even his freshman year, if he's open, I'm cool with him shooting it. I, I He feels, he he has a shooter's mentality, I'll tell you that much. He knows if, and that's obviously got to be a little bit of a green light from Calipari himself, to, otherwise he wouldn't let him keep getting away with it. But I'm fine with it, I like it, I, I feel comfortable about them going in. He could be a little bit more consistent, like the Texers said, but uh, I was happy to see Toppin get, get valuable minutes. That dunk was, people were just, I had two people send me their view of that dunk, and that was electric. Where I was watching the game, I stood up, I hooted, I hollered. That was a big, that was a big play. I was happy to see Toppin get some minutes. Him and Brooks on the four. I, I don't think the four has to be a weakness for Kentucky. I think I think it can be a. I think it could be a solid position for Kentucky if these two keep kind of gelling and meshing with one another. 
man. What what where things are going? I just I, I needed that Jacob Top and Dunk everywhere though. Well, CBS didn't tweet out the clip, so we didn't get it to spread like wildfire. That was an awesome dunk. That was that's how you finish in transition. That was whoo. They really well, there was a couple moments that turned the game upside down. That was the dagger, and it was a dagger with like 16 minutes left on the clock. No, oh, yeah, you can see shoulders sinking from UNC, just getting dunked on by Jacob. Ain't no stopping a hopping Jacob Topping. Texture nope. on the Thornton sex line says, of course you realize this means war, Bugs Bunny. I'm not sure really what's that and what's that alluding to. Not, not sure either, but uh, Bugs Bunny, we're still big fans of him. Um, go Bugs Bunny. Uh, My another buddy texture, has anthro- What's that? Anthropomorphic. I'm just what are you talking about? Text. Yeah, I'm going to another. I was reading the other text. Yeah, you skipped one that said Chris Mack is the Scott Satterfield of basketball. Oh, which I would disagree with because when Scott Satterfield's bad, he's just like, oh shucks, and you kind of feel bad for him. Chris Mack's just a jerk, which I think fits the oh. Louisville culture much better. Chris Mack never cried about L's down. Nope. That's because he's uh, kind of a bully, you know. I, I'm as a reformed bully, I know all about that, all about it. It's a tough time. Gosh, U of L fans are already just talking about NIT. <laughs> Gosh. Good news for U of L fans: ACC is not good. No, a lot of wins it's, to it's, be had in that conference. Right, um, except for when you play Virginia, because you're never going to get one against them. Man, but they stink too. Yeah. Whew. Bad the texter says, my buddy has anthracite dinnerware. Go cats. And it was. It was uh it showed us the silverware was not so silverware. It was anthracite. It so anthraware. It's not shiny. It's like a matte. Yeah, it was kind of like gray. a charcoal matte. <laughs> That's awesome. It was kind of cool. Yeah. They put the picture in the text line. You can go check it out. Are we sure Liam Cohen's son isn't actually stoops? I mean, just look at that hair. It's a low blow to our head football coach's hairline, and we're not going to accept it here. Nope, not going to accept it, and uh, especially when he is a much wealthier man. He officially put pen to paper on a new contract uh, that will give him a million and a half, $1.5 million pay raise uh, instead of making $5.25. He'll be making $6.75 next season. And what I liked about his quote, TJ, he said, uh, uh, you know, Jimmy Sexton, he gets a lot of talk, especially he, he kind of became a household name last year in the Louisville Sports Radio airwaves because he was Scott Satterfield's agent and he was kind of behind the whole South Carolina thing. And uh, <laughs> Stoops said, you know, Jimmy is a big dog, but he still works for me. Know what I mean? So when people give me a handshake agreement, I trust our president administration that it'll get worked out. And that's exactly what happened. And I think the most significant part of the pay raise is that the pool, the the assistant coach's salary pool, got bumped up to uh, what's it, six point five million. So, Ooh. yeah, for ten full time assistants. So, uh, I, I, you're Brad White's definitely going to be making more than a million dollars next year. Uh, Liam Cohen's definitely going to get a raise too, uh, at least nine hundred thousand. I would think um, so gives you it, it just depends on where else you give the raises to. But Stoops can 
this the the this raise can help him go get a big guy if he wants to get it. I don't know what path he's going to take, but I would think Summerall was one of your premier kind of assistant coaches. You also lost Clinkscale last year, and you kind of went the G5 hiring route where you gave guys a breakthrough to their first Power 5 job. So you've got some of those guys on staff. You can go out and hire a big name with the money that you have in there. You you can get kind of a big guy as this assistant. So uh, that that was significant. I see that as more significant than just Stoops's one and a half million dollar raise because hell, he that whatever. He he's going to be due for those raises. When he gets a raise, I'm not going to bat an eye. It shouldn't as long as folks are happy with everything going on with the football program. More raises. I always say uh, more raises the better, especially after another nine-win season. He secures that <laughs> all-time great recruiting class. Now, just I, I know that 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 coaches convention is after the season. I think it's after the season. Whenever they do all their hiring and interviews and all that sort of stuff, but um, Stoops has the means to go get a good guy. Uh, so go make it happen, Captain. Go make well, it. That'll happen. be something exciting to keep an eye on knowing you have a little bit more fun money to, to mess around with. We've got more text to read on the Thornton's text line, but we're going to do that when we return. From this break, this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, 96 on that day, 1458. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Kane. can't touch this. Why you standing there, man? You can't touch this. Yo, sound the bell. School is in, sucker. You can't touch this. Give me a song or rhythm, making them sweat. That's what I'm giving them now. They know. You talk about the hammer, you talk about the show. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. My old man is a television repairman. Got the ultimate set of tools. I can fix it. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. You may have holiday parties, work parties, work luncheons this week. You can be like the big exports radio party and have Trevor show up. But more importantly, you can be like the big exports radio party and have Salsaritas cater. It is awesome. Justin, that was not like that was one of the other bad things about the number is we were kind of like in that middle ground where there were a few people. I, I think I knew everybody there, met a few new people, maybe, maybe met one or two new people just significant others of some of the party goers that I hadn't met before. Regardless, I got nervous. I felt like I couldn't totally dig in on the Salsaritas. You went back and got seconds. Seconds? Are you kidding me, TJ? I had like five plates on <laughs> Friday night. I, did, I literally, literally could not stop eating. I did see you go back and forth a couple times. I, I was jealous. I just, I, I don't know. I did the one plate. I made two tacos. And I was like, oh, two tacos. They're probably going to be like, look at TJ over there with two tacos. But then Justin and Trevor were just going back and forth. They were going up for each taco each and every time. And I was jealous of that because there was so much food. Salsaritas, when you order their catering, people are, aren't going to leave hungry. I'll tell you that much. Why were you being bashful, TJ? Like that- I don't know. I just didn't want to be stuck. And literally, like I go there, I see the Salsaritas. The first thing I do before I say hey to everybody, obviously I'm going to go steal just one chip, right? They're wildly addicted. I can confirm he did that. I've got a bad case, <laughs> just you know, going and munching on those chips. So I, I'm, I say hey to Dugan, grab a chip, pop it in my mouth, and then Dugan's wife, Kim, right there behind me, 
And she's like, hey, TJ. So I'm giving her a hug as I'm stuffing a chip into my mouth. Justin can confirm that that's just totally... Just crunching in her ear. Just... So I don't know if that, like, if that, you know, put me... If I was a little frazzled after that, Roush, potentially. Like, I, you know, I've already made one scene with food today. I don't need to make it two or any more. So I just played it safe after that. But Salsaritas has two locations in Louisville. They'll bring the catering to you, which anytime you're planning a... a whether it's for work or whether it's for friends or whether it's for family, it makes it so much easier when you just hear that knock on the door, you open it, they set up all the catering for you, and then, boom, you can get on cleaning or doing whatever else you're doing for your party. So Arenas wants to make it as easy and convenient as possible for Roush without sacrificing taste. Man, I'm, I'm jealous but also mad at you, TJ, for not eating more. There was no blue Powerade. I will say I was disappointed. You know, TJ, I had some trepida- trepidation um, to going up to the line as well. But then once we got a, a, a feel for the numbers, how many people were going to be there, I started looking at it, and I was like, this is way too much food. The Ryans are going to be eating salsaritas all week if we don't help them out. So that's why I had to do my part. I'm just sad you didn't. <laughs> it's that You know, that's a good way to look at it. You should have – Justin, the first to leave the party, if you can believe that, Roush. I was also the first to get to the party, so suck it. Ew, oh, I don't wow. know. I, I heard EJ Clark beat you there. No, no, sir. You beat EJ there. <laughs> <laughs> Talked with EJ a lot. Uh, you know it was a good party, Ross, because I was able to bring up the Ken Burns Muhammad Ali documentary. So I was able to cross that off my talking points list. And <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Oh, man. A lot of fun. And Salsaritas really is what made the whole party. Good, good. I'm glad you all enjoyed it. Um, also, some more good news to share. Um, the folks who said that nil was going to be the death of college athletics are idiots. Yes, I'm talking to you, Justin. Um, Mr. Oh, no, I didn't say it was going to be the death. I just said I didn't like it. Yeah, well, uh, do you like when people donate money to charity? Sure. Ooh. If yeah, they're well, legit charities and not Walt Bellamy. Well, I'm going to... This could be uh, charity shaming you because you had four Kentucky Wildcats using their name, image, and likeness on Saturday to raise over $20,000 for tornado disaster relief by just by signing autographs and hanging out with fans for a couple hours. Chris Rodriguez, Wanda Robinson, Josh Pascal, and uh, our good boy, our good friend, Will Levis. Uh, yeah, just, you know, doing something for the fans, doing something for those affected in need. And, and the thing is, too, is he's not like – like those guys, they're just a small sample size of the good that college athletics, these kids are doing for people everywhere. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, the center that Kentucky's playing in the Citrus Bowl for Iowa, the All-American, he donated $30,000 of his nil proceeds to the Iowa Children's Hospital. So I just, I love all of the folks who just, ah, nil, me, angry old man, blah, blah. And it's like, no, people are just, they're doing it for good as well. So suck it, all you haters and losers, of which there See are that, many. That is a lot cool. of them. What was that, Justin? One more time, Justin? It. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wild stuff. 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. A texter says, I knew Mac was praying last night at Roosters when I seen him. He wants a COVID excuse not to play. What was that thing, that video? He's like, well, John. What what was the word he kept saying in that video? What video? 
the well john we'll play you whenever wherever oh yeah yeah uh, there was like some word he kept going back to well it's a it's a tough spot for mac and U of L, and there there is a little bit of like are we is it crazy to think that U of L may actually be like listen like do we think the teams actually will sacrifice games that they don't think they can win and use COVID as an excuse. Do we think that's actually happening across college basketball? I think it might've happened last year, but I don't know if that will be the case again this year. Because where's the transparency on like, are, are schools forced to show anybody these positive tests? Like if U of L says, Hey, listen, sorry, we've got bad. Can Kentucky follow up and be like, well, how many players are out? Like give, give us some details of where things stand. Cause we're, we're we were hoping to, play this game and that's also another part about it like the tennessee memphis stuff memphis shame on memphis and all like seriously shame on memphis that game was in nashville so for memphis and knoxville it's not like you're having people travel across the country but you're you're having people travel across the state and then an hour before is when you announce it so hopefully i, I don't there just needs to be some some transparency and some rules set here, Roush, on how we're going to do this stuff, because I don't think U of L in my heart of heart, I don't think U of L is going to try to duck the game or dodge the game or anything like that, but U of L is in a bad spot. As an athletic program, if they were to get beaten badly by UK, I don't, like their fan base just is going to melt even more than it's already melted. We U of L fans have still not found the basement, which is... Yeah, but... but- I think the other side of the coin is you can, I don't want to say salvage your season, but the reward, if you can somehow rally and like, if you have just a little belief in your team, the reward outweighs uh, of a win outweighs the risk of a loss. Yeah, but they, they have to have very little confidence that they're winning that game. And that, and I think every U of L, I don't think there's a U of L fan out there out there that's going to pick them to to win at Rupp on Wednesday. But I mean, how many Notre Dame fans thought they were going to win that game? Like Louisville should be a better team than Notre Dame, right? They are a better team than Notre Dame, but situations are different. They, they are, they are, they 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 certainly are. That game was at Notre Dame. This one's going to be at Rupp. You know, there's it's a rivalry. You know, we're going to catch Kentucky sleeping. But I I do think that that that. You, that certainly has to play into it. just thinking about the reward has to. Well, <laughs> that, that should outweigh the risk. I don't think you're thinking like a U of L fan right now, but I do agree. I mean, I agree with you. That's what U of L fans need to say is listen, we may end up losing to Kentucky. Things are really bad, but well, let's go in there and let's see what, what can happen. And even a competitive loss, I think, could kind of they would never admit it as a moral victory, but, and, and, and it probably, that's probably not even the right word for it, but even if they went in rough and fought and came up just a little short, that could be a good spark and turning point for them getting into conference play and, and, and that sort of deal. So, but on the, but let's, let's just play into it and be like, listen, we may be without Malik. There may be one other player out. It, we've, we've got an easy kind of way to skirt this game on the flip side. That's what kept you out of the tournament in 2020 last year 2021 yeah is you know if you get to play more of those games instead of having to go on two or three different covid pauses that they went on 
which by the way, did they break some rules on those COVID pauses? Dino Gaudio with the Gaudio audio, he got super worked up about the whole thing. It wouldn't be a good look for Chris Mack to be like, okay, in the span of 14 months of college basketball during pandemic play, you've had now three or four COVID pauses. That's not good. It's not what we're looking for in our basketball program. And then really, if you take into the summers, maybe that number grows. So it's a tough spot for UofL. And it makes it even tougher when you have these different rules for different programs and different thresholds for different places and positive tests with, with asymptomatic people. It gets really confusing, Roush. We just need this game to be played. Mm. Everybody in the state does. Yes. Be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun, too. Great way to start the to kick off the holiday season. Five zero two four one four four. Yeah, get get some nice fodder for uh, your holiday parties and whatnot. A texter says, "Tough loss." Oh, where are we at? Uh, I hope Roush. Roush is, goes, yeah, go ahead. I hope Roush is okay since his beloved Cards lost to Western. Suck it, Cards. His beloved Titans lost to the Steelers too. Oh, you suck it, Justin. You take <laughs> out your sucking, you suck it, pal. Uh, big Ben, still a big dumb statue back there in the pocket. But uh, shocked that they that they were able to get it done, especially to come back too. That offense is not what great. So, wow, big win for the Steel Curtain. It was an awesome game. Well, I was happy as a Green Bay Packer to help you all out a little bit in the AFC North by giving the Ravens a loss. Yes, thank you very much. Um, I I would just like to say that I am never going to be mad for a coach that's never going to be mad at a coach that goes for the win in regulation instead of overtime. Yeah, the issue is there's still 42 seconds left and Green Bay had a timeout. Even if you get that two-point conversion, who didn't think Green Bay was going to have a chance at a field goal? Right, right. But I, I'm still like they could have a chance at a field goal even if you tie it there, you know. So might yes, as well, but the game might as well go for it. I, I trust – I trust Aaron Rodgers to win that most times, no matter what. So why not just try to go for the win there and get lucky, you know? Really, the big mistake is they should have gone for two the first time they scored. When they were down 14 and they scored. You always go for two when you're down 14. You go for two there, and then they wouldn't have had to worry about getting it, or, you know, then they would have known they had to have gotten it. That is, that's where the mistake was. Yeah, mm-hmm. 42 – I was – I thought – I knew if they scored, they were probably going to go for two. I was just hoping if Green Bay was going to get them, if they were going to score, there'd be enough time for Rodgers to have a chance at a field goal. With 42 seconds left in a timeout, I was like, okay, that's enough. That's enough time for him to be able to do something good. They went for two. Mm, it was a bad. It was their bad decision. I hate that play too, where there's only one option. Yeah, that that's the part I don't like. I just don't like the play call as much. But um, I did like the the Detroit Lions play call. That was. God, they just put it on. Absolutely put it on the Cardinals. What a hilarious outcome. I mean, that was great. I was happy to see it too. Man. And then the way they lose the number one pick from it, though, and the Jags end up getting it. Um, so shout out to you, Jags, for you you fired your coach and now you got the number one pick. Great week to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. That absolutely is. Did they beat the Texans? Oh, I guess no, they lost. no, yeah, they they looked bad. Uh, Brandon Eccles had a pick six yesterday. I that was that. cool. Um, trying to think, there was one other NFL thing that was. Oh yeah, Tom Brady. I that game. I I tried watching some of that last night, and my goodness, the uh, who 
the three and outs in that Bucks Saints game. I mean, pretty much everybody on the Bucks got hurt during that game, but still, that was just they can shut out of his career. They, 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 I don't know what it is, but the Saints just have their number too. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah, uh, fifteen years first shutout loss in fifteen years. Man, it's a long time. Long, long time. That fumble he had was like that was yakety sex kind of comedy too. Hilarious stuff. I don't know if y'all saw that him run in on third down trying to get the first. No, I didn't see it. And it was funny because the week before he he got a clip of Tony Romo saying that Brady's not mobile in the pocket and had his team spliced together like him running for first downs and stuff. And I immediately thought of that whenever he tries to run on third down and then just whoop. There's a fumble. Ball going everywhere. <laughs> Takes points off the board. Uh, I'll, have, I'll have to check it out. Uh, a texter says 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. Tough loss for tough loss to WKU for U of L, but I give them credit for playing WKU. I wish we would be. I wish we would. Cal be Cal would never do it. I mean, that's just not a grammatically correct sentence. I hope the battle for the Bluegrass Tournament will happen one day in our lifetime. Hang that trophy, play WKU at WKU next to their strength of schedule trophy in football. And you had like Western Kentucky's athletic director release a statement just thanking U of L for playing the game. Stop doing all that stuff, and maybe Kentucky will eventually play. He was like, I know some other teams may play some other teams in Conference USA or some random MAC teams, but I'm glad that Louisville has played us. Then great. Happy that you're happy with that. If Kentucky, oh. it's just the, the thing. You're, you're coming off as desperate. Like if that's I, not well, that's not a good way to get. Uh, begging someone to go on a date with you will not make them want to date you. And the thing is, I, I if I'm the coach at Kentucky or I'm the athletic director, UK is playing more local schools on an annual basis. But the thing is. It, it, you know, in a perfect world, maybe you just rotate one and how you do the home and homes with it. I, you know, I don't know. I, I have no idea how you all make it work. But that's what people that just shout into the void don't understand. You hear that Kentucky needs to play Indiana. All right, well, Kentucky now needs to play Western. Well, how Murray, how's Murray going to feel if Kentucky starts annually playing Western? How's Moorhead State going to start feeling? When does Northern Kentucky get a yap about Kentucky not playing them? Does Kentucky need to go play Bellarmine annually as well? Do, do, Eastern Kentucky, do they get games? And, you know, where do you draw the line? We need to do it with Western, but do it with everybody else too? Because then you're running out of games. Or rotate it with Western. Well, then are, are they going to be okay with rotating? Because I know that they feel like they have this, this God-given right to play the University of Kentucky in basketball every single year. The point is, it's not as easy as some folks think that it is. Just, oh, we'll go play them. We'll go play them. They need to play them. Why aren't they playing them? Are they scared? It's not as easy as it thinks. I do wish, though, every so often, and every so often they do. They've played Moorhead State. They've played these. They've played Eastern Kentucky. They've played these teams throughout John Calipari's tenure. I do wish it was an annual game, and every so often, Roush, UK probably should go on the road to some of these gyms. And they're, they'll be pro-UK crowds anyways. Yeah, no, they, they will be. Um, I mean, at and, least 50-50. And, and I'm with you, too. Like, seeing that Saturday, I'm like, okay, let's, th this is fun. This is cool. Let's do more of it. And I think I think we'll, the, the tide will start shifting back to that. 
but you just can't come you can't be desperately begging for it that just does not does not help your case at all and they have to understand Kentucky is in they you know it makes no difference if Kentucky plays western or not so by kind of poking the bear I don't think you're doing them any favors and what's going to end up Kentucky's just going to end up playing Murray Moorhead those it it'll end up being less western um Mm-hmm. Instead of best Western, it'll be less Western. Hey, let's see what you I did there. Texter on the Thornton's text line. I don't care either way, but since this argument's going on Twitter right now, I thought I'd give my opinion to my favorite people. If I had to choose a side, I do like the look of coaches in a suit and tie. What are your all stops? No. <laughs> this take speaks to my heart. Speaks right to my heart. You, you know me. I, I love the dumb take of let's – we need suits. I like, and it's mostly because I like the suit swag of coaches. I like kind of judging them off, and it's just it's, it's a nice look. With to me, it doesn't really. Ma- Go ahead, Same. TJ. I was just gonna say, with most everything with me in life, people just wear what you want. I don't care. Yeah, you so happy, for me, it me. doesn't matter. But with Indiana this season, I'm all about the suits because they're undefeated when Woodson and staff wears the suits. Oh, that's some great analytics. And, and right winless there. when they don't wear the suits. Wow. Watched the so Notre, some of the Indiana Notre Dame game. Notre Dame still couldn't hit any shots. They stink. Yeah, no. Indiana played awful on Saturday and yeah, won pretty did. handily. They Indiana couldn't hit much either. Notre Dame can control tempo, and Kentucky yes. just got sucked into it and couldn't. But like again, you know, if you speed, you can speed teams up by making shots and making the other team play with a little sense of urgency, and Kentucky just couldn't do it. So it ended up being stuck in the mud the whole game, and we saw it all worked out. That was a bummer. Uh, but Hoosiers, good for you, Justin. I know you're happy. Thanks. A texture says, other than being used in the Wildcat, could Destin Wade be an NFL-style running back, a Derrick Henry type? I say we start the Destin Wade-Derrick Henry comparisons now. <laughs> He's not even close to the size of that dude. Like, n- Well, nobody is. Yeah. For what it's an NFL style running back. Also, what is different about a regular college running back and NFL style running back? It's just a running back. I don't. Yeah, running backs are all. I mean, Green Bay. You could flip a coin. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, completely different builds, very different styles. So there's not a prototypical build for an NFL running back. You can be kind of smaller and quick and catch passes and NFL teams are going to find ways to pay you a ton of money or you can be a bruiser. And and there's if you're good at that, there's a spot for that as well. With Wade Roush, I guess to answer this question for the texter, how do you think Kentucky will use him? Uh the go-to has been as H back slot something like that, but I don't I mean, it's kind of a crapshoot at this point. Like, uh, we, yeah, you got to wait, see how he responds to college weights and uh, right. and and how he responds to just getting out there on the field. Kentucky's going to obviously use him in the area that they think they can use him best. I, I'm excited to see it. I Any chance at quarterback? Yeah. But, like a realistic shot, like, hey, year one, we're going to let you take all the reps with QBs. Let's see what you got. Or is it going to be like you're going to get a week? Okay, we actually think you're going to be a lot better at this. They generally that, keep the their recruiting promises, it seems like. At least for a year. I mean, yeah. that's what they did with Cummings, you know. So I, I think they've given me the first year because, I mean, 
what's the first year? I don't I don't think he would I don't think he would be playing much in his first year if he was at the other position. So you might as well try him at quarterback. And who knows? Maybe he does respond and he takes to it well and he ends up being great at it. Uh, but I just think you lose some you lose some of what makes him great and that elusiveness and athleticism if you put him at quarterback instead of letting him play in the backfield or as a kind of a slot receiver. Who knows? He could be a Derrick Henry style running back. I, I exactly. I uh, am really excited about to, excited about the offense with Will Levis for year two. But at least in year one, Kentucky didn't ask him to make a ton of really difficult throws. Uh, generally, a lot of times it was one or two reads, and a lot of times people were open. You just had to not make a bad throw. So yeah, you never know with Wade. I'll I'll be I love I love quarterbacks that can that can run. It always gives you a bailout. So it'll be something to keep an eye on. Do you guys think the Louisville game will get canceled due to COVID? If so, do you see them replacing the game with another team? Yeah, Probably we, not with another team because they're running out of time. Right, and it's near Christmas, so that thinks, makes things even more difficult. Um, yeah. But we talked a lot about that at the top of the show. You can hear that by going back and listening to the Kentucky Roll Call podcast mm-hmm. brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Use the code BIGX at checkout. You get 30% off your order this holiday season. Uh, I know a lot of folks have been running around like crazy. This is a, a great way to relax. 25 to 1 ratio, CBD to THC. The gummies are wonderful. And, man, really hit the spot after uh, chasing kids around all day Sunday. So, highly recommend uh, the gummies from our good friends at Cornbread Hip. And they got more than just gummies, too. Uh, Tinctures, a lot of stuff for you to choose from. Oils, everything under the sun at cornbreadhemp.com. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, are we still pursuing any uncommitted high school recruits or transfers that you know of, and what positions are we looking at? Well, the uh, cornerback from from uh, New Jersey. Yeah, uh, I could text still Final Four in that one. Nothing's really leaked out if he signed during the early signing period with anybody. Uh, Jalen Farmer, too, he also did not make a decision. Kentucky's trying to flip the Florida commit. Um, and then I think the rest will probably just be up to the portal. Um, so it, w- it would be weird if you didn't have any signees. Even since they adopted the early signing period, they've always had at least one guy sign in February. So um, Yeah, you got to get somebody. Yeah, and, and you know that could end up uh, you know leaking out a little bit later on. There might be somebody we don't know about. But you know, they also could just be saving all their chips for the transfer portal. But um, I, I did see where the Rutgers kid – Committed to FAU. Glad to see that. I didn't think he was that good and that he was worth it. So uh, they're they're going to keep their options open for the most part. But tackles, cornerbacks, uh, probably another receiver from the portal. That that's kind of where Kentucky's heads at. Well said. I look forward to getting some more big names. A texter says, "Yeah, but TJ will take weekend getaways to fun places like Boston, Roush. It seems like you go spend time in Amish country of Ohio or the beautiful beaches of Indiana." Yeah. Just scenic, always scenic areas. Uh, but no, we're having a good time. We're catching up. Uh, football season, we never, like, we just don't come up here. So this is a, a break to catch up with friends. One of Brooks' friends got engaged. So we had a little party for them. Uh, seeing just a lot of cousins of Brooks and stuff that we haven't seen. Uh, there's going to be a lot of play dates for, for Duke Boy this week. And uh, 
man, he's become a real big Santa fan. Uh, love seeing Santa and Snowman, you know, lit up at night. So we're going to get to see him. He's going to get to see Santa this week as well. So very, very excited. Huge news for Duke. And that's what it's all about. Holiday, spending time, friends, family, and hope a lot of folks have been able to do that over the last few weeks. If not, hopefully maybe this is the week for you. A texter says, good morning, roll callers. Just sucked down a coffee and inhaled a wide willy. Well, Move. I've got you guys. Well, I've got you. Last minute Christmas idea for all you Cats fans. Tom Leach and Mike Pratt wrote a book and we'll be doing a signing tomorrow from one to three at our place liquor stop in best liquor store in town great liquor store uh, if i'm not mistaken i think that's over there on poplar level road uh, could be wrong about that but not the best in town which it's, it's I, I disagree i think it is uh big leech and pratt fan so if you're a uk fan go check out those guys I love, and yes, it is. It's the one I, I've stopped over there too. It's right on Poplar Road. If they're doing a book signing at a liquor store, that's just subjectively hilarious. That's great. Good for them. Smart business <laughs> strategy. Imagine like people that don't know what's going on though, and they're just you know popping in our place liquor for their little lunchtime sixer or something like that, and they're like, "Huh, look, it's Tom Leach. Sweet. I'm gonna go. I'll I'll go get this book signed. Check them out. Have a good. That's what UK fans do. I uh, hope some folks will go there and. And and say what's up, Texter. And Texter thanks for, thanks for thorns, letting us know, Texter. On the Thorns text line says, uh, "Can this one give UK the jump start needed to compete at a high level the rest of the season?" It certainly feels that way. And I think just the the effort, the intensity, the way they attack the glass—that's something I don't think we've talked about enough. Shibwe is a great rebounder, but everybody else kind of rising to the occasion, limiting second chance opportunities. At one point, UK had 11 offensive rebounds and North Carolina had zero. They completely controlled the glass. And I, I think that's where Kentucky is going to. Cal teams don't always dictate the pace of a game, but if you can completely control the glass, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. And part of that was UNC trying to run out, you know, doing the old, it wasn't a total Roy Williams system, but they tried to do something. It's like almost they took all the worst parts of the Roy Williams system on Saturday, at least. But uh, when they were trying to run a little bit, Kentucky kept a few guys in for more rebounding and it paid off. We got second chance points and really kind of demoralized UNC. Just seeing UK miss a shot, miss another shot and still keep possession. And then eventually punch it home with the, with a made basket. A texter says, Allen is injury-prone player who can't dribble or defend. If he wants to wait his time and be a slow cooker, great. I don't understand why some fans slobber at his feet. Um, just because they've, they've, they've drawn their line in the sand and they feel like they need to be consistent with that. But, yeah, we talked about that in hour one as well. Good stuff. Great Hell is frozen over. I agree with TJ's take on Allen. Have a great show, UK Pez. UK wow. Pez, out of, out, of, out, of, out of a couple friends, text me and be like, is that – Pez guy on the Facebook page, okay? Is he all right? <laughs> it's because it's because he'll write like three posts and just back to back to back. We always love hearing from you on the Facebook page. A texter says that Bugs Bunny quote went with Mark Stoops quote tweeting you. Did intern Cat show up at the party? Oh, oh Mark Story. Uh, I said if UK keeps extending its lead, it, they should have a good chance at winning. And Mark Story was like, hmm, I guess he's right. It was just a joke because, you know, if yeah. you're extending a lead, you're going to win. So, yeah, sorry. I didn't send over the picture with your text, texter. My bad. Nick, those players did something awesome, but that argument you're making doesn't make sense because they could have done that before nil. The UK basketball team no, raised millions with Cal for the hurricane relief before nil. The donations are great and amazing. And thank you to the fans that donated the money. 
Yeah, well, it's they're using they're they're do they're going about it in a different way. They're using their name, image, and likeness to raise money as well. And they could you could do that, but you'd have to get like a waiver from the NCAA when UK did the hoops for Haiti sort of deal and stuff like that. Uh, they would always approve them because it was for a good cause. But now it's just people can make money, and Americans, I think for the most part, are good. And you're seeing some cool people do cool things with their newfound cash. Boom. I think that's Rousha, Roush's overall point. Yes. Uh, and also that it's not the devil. Like, uh, noise of a Jesus out of me. John here. Good morning, y'all. Put some respect on Jake Paul's name. Oh, my gosh. Nighty we night, care. Woodley. We don't care. We don't care, John. John, you're we never going to get us to care either. I mean, I've watched the one highlight a couple times, and that was cool. But, like, that's hey, not, all. Totally knocked him out. If he play, If he's in a big boxing match against a big actual boxer, big name boxer, then we'll 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 talk about it then. But no. <laughs> oh man, the cats are no joke. I love the beat down against the trash heels. We know what we are capable of doing. So bring on the level. And if they can't show up, we're ready for Gonzaga. You can get your trash booty some too. <laughs> Gotta go. Talk to you later. Yeah, I'm down for whatever. Uh, just play somebody. A texture says, hey, TJ, been a while. Suck it, Nick. You still suck. And this still TJ show. Yeah. Wow. wow. Mitch Barnhart should quote tweet Western Kentucky statement thanking U of L and just say cool story, bro. Have a great day. <laughs> Suck it, Nick. Imagine Mitch Barnhart saying cool story, bro. <laughs> well, no, really. What after Wednesday's game, Mitch Barnhart should tweet and be like, "We just want to thank Louisville for playing this game." Just do the exact same thing. Be like, you know, it's big for the state that the Cards are willing to come here and play us and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, just really hit it home with them. Oh, man. Is anyone that posts on Facebook really okay? <laughs> sure. That's a, good, that's, a good, that's a good point, Texter. That's a good point. We're out of time. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for all the texts in the show. It's going to be a fun week and previewing the cats and the cards. Hopefully, maybe get a better idea to make sure that game's going to be played. We all hope it will be. Roush, Justin, this was a lot of fun. Good hearing from you, fellas. A lot of fun. Everybody have a good day. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, okay. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Tuesday. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody's hands go up. And they stay there.